we aren't afraid of the darkness, sometimes we're afraid of our own light. <laughs> and in my journey, this was exactly it. I think a lot of people can relate to the fact that like we're, we're scared of what might happen if we actually did the things we were supposed to do. Welcome to the Easeful Up Level, where we talk all things conscious entrepreneurship, spirituality, and up-leveling without stress. Together, Aaron Tobias, our marketing expert, meets with Allison Forstad, our mindset expert, where we just get into the nitty gritty of what it means to figure out who you are, what your purpose is, and what your next steps are. Our goal is to make it as effortless and easeful as possible. Even when you're going through hard times, our goal is to get our mindsets right and get our energy right so that we feel like we can attack anything. We can accomplish anything. Consider this your energetic upgrade of the day. We hope you love this episode. Of course. Got to bring in the Lord. I was feeling it. I was feeling it too. I felt like lifted up as you were saying it. So thank you. <laughs> good, good. Well, first of all, I'm so excited to have you with us, Alicia. You are so smart at what you do. And I know our audience is really, really interested in not just optimizing their energy, but also healing so much of what holds us back. And I think that's really what you help people unleash. You're multi-talented. You have a background in both Eastern and Western medicine. And it's such a powerful combination for anyone who gets to work with you. And so um, we are very lucky to have access to you and for you to make time for us today. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. That was so sweet, Erin. Yes, well, it's true. So I wanted to start by introducing Alicia. Um, she is a powerful and gifted space healer for the highly sensitive. She helps to foster creativity and really bring peace as well to us creatively driven souls. And she really is that perfect mix of East versus West, spirituality and modern science she really brings both together in her practice in order to incorporate um, these learnings and really bring healing to her clients. Um, Alicia has spent over 10 years as a practicing registered nurse, and she's had around three to four years, I think, of Ayurvedic-like science coaching in this current iteration of her healing methods. And then she's also you know, she's also a expert in acupuncture, yoga, Reiki. Acupressure. Uh, oh, acupressure. Yeah. So that yeah. was my first question. Let's let's get into that because I actually don't understand the difference. So I would love to start off by talking about that. But I want to keep going on with a few more of Alicia's amazing um, gifts. She also has talents in cranial sacral therapy and she really does help to coach her clients in reclaiming their energy. Um, she does this even through on-demand texting services. She has her own personalized coaching. And she really helps to design a package that brings all of this together and helps to target her clients' unique, um, I guess I would say, energy blocks and optimize their health. 
so with that, let's get into my first question, which is, what the heck is acupuncture or acupressure? What is the difference? Is it the same as marmot therapy? I would love to understand a little bit more about that. Okay, so great question. So marmot therapy uses the fingers or like a blunt object. So I actually sometimes will use crystals to apply the pressure to the specific energy points. Um, acupuncture is more in line with traditional Chinese medicine. And then acupressure, the lineage that I learned is called marmotherapy, and that's in line with the Ayurveda system of medicine, which is ancient Indian medicine. And acupuncture uses needles, like tiny needles. I've had acupuncture, it's very effective. Acupressure, which is marmotherapy, uses either your fingers or actually sometimes a lot of time, times mudras are put on the body. So like this is chin mudra and we use that in the belly button. Um, and can, you can assess a lot of different things um, like you can feel with your fingers, which makes it a lot different than acupuncture where you're just kind of like, now I don't practice acupuncture, nor have I studied it in depth. So this is kind of my surface knowledge of acupuncture, but acupressure to me, it, it brings more like feeling and awareness from the practitioner to the recipient and from the recipient to the practitioner, because the practitioner is there the whole time giving the pressure. You don't leave during an acupuncture therapy. The practitioner puts the needles in leaves and comes back. So you kind of process everything on your own. And in my experience, that can be a little scary to be on the table with needles in your body. Um, the acupressure experience is nice because people can communicate with me what they're feeling as I'm practicing. And so that guides the treatment because my sessions are always guided by my client's intuition. That's so I've cool. been one of Alicia's clients too. It's been really cool in terms of the craniosacral work that you do. And I know we're like getting into the, the specific modalities, but can I back up real quick and just ask how you like we're drawn into Ayurveda because I, I know that probably some of our listeners know what that is. Some might be like never heard of it in their life, but I'm curious kind of like, yeah, what, what drew you into it? So that's a really great question. It found me, it found me on social media. One day I was laying in bed and I was like, woe is me about my, my life and my career. I was like, I love being a nurse, but I'm so tired and I don't know if this, if, if I can see myself doing this long term. And I had already tried out management positions. I was like, this is like way worse. Um, I thought I wanted to be like a leader in the field, but I, I take it back. I don't. And then I found Ayur <laughs> I found Ayurveda through social media. I think Facebook post, um, Maharishi International University put up this ad and I'm like, Ayurveda, this sounds really familiar. I don't know what it is, but it sounds familiar. I have to know more. And I think I signed up that week with the bachelor's program for Ayurveda because in talking to the intake people, I was like, am I going to be able to mix this with Western medicine? They're like, yes, this is the whole point. You've got to bring it to the Eastern, like the Eastern area. Cause you know, I'm in Ohio and it's not like a huge thing in Cleveland. Like it's growing a lot. It's actually growing exponentially within the last few years. And it's so cool to watch. However, I was still unsure about it, but I'm so glad I took that leap. So yeah, that's how I found it. It found me. That's so amazing. And shout out to social media. You know, I love that. This little marketing manager over here. You always wonder, do your ads actually work? And they do work. Look, 
working for good. No, that's so cool. Like what gave you, I guess when I hear that story, I'm like, wow, that's brave to just sign up within a week of seeing this opportunity. How did you harness the bravery to take that big step? I mean, cause you were in a very traditional route. And I think many of our listeners can understand that feeling of like not wearing that itchy sweater and not necessarily feeling comfortable in your job, knowing that you might be meant for more than what you had imagined for yourself. How did you take that first step? I love this question too, because it actually came from a lot of suffering. Um, I injured my back doing CrossFit. I herniated L4 to S1. And it had been probably six months to a year into me navigating that injury and healing. Because if anyone that's ever injured their back knows, it's not like you just do the therapy and then you're healed. It's like cycles of months and months of getting better and then feeling worse and then re-injuring. So I was at this point where I was like, it's not sustainable for my body. So I actually listened to my body and that's what helped me be extremely compassionate towards myself and take that step of bravery. Because if I hadn't listened to my body and I would have said, you know what, this back pain is something that everybody deals with and I can just, I should just get over it. Then I probably wouldn't have felt that bravery to take the step into honoring my body and what my body needed. Oh girl, I need you to talk to my husband because he has his back injury right now. He like literally woke up the other day with a back injury. And it's very interesting because his job is in flux. And I think you have told me one time that like the the um, pressure point of your back also has to do with financial. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, definitely. So me and a client that I'm working with are kind of working on this right now. Um, the energy center regarding to finances and like safety is actually in your root chakra. Um, of course, I believe that money is the heart energy, but like when it comes down to like the financial safety part of money, that's our root chakra. And I believe that I was in a state of like being really afraid that I was never gonna be able to afford anything I wanted. And I was working myself literally to death. And that's how I injured my back. Oh, I just got full body chills. Yeah, it's, wow. it's intense. And the client I'm working with right now, she's getting over some really big money blocks. Um, and one of those steps is actually like signing up for a three month program with, with me, which is like amazing. But we're talking about like how her constipation is related to that and how actually helping the constipation in the physical body is going to relate to the mental, emotional, energetic blocks that she has to receiving or giving and spending money. And then, yeah, it, it's all connected. And that's kind of what I help my clients to see is that it's, it's a fluid connection between all of the different realms. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, it's so funny because I feel like you and I were drawn to each other because we both were fascinated by the, the mind and spirit kind of, um, ties to our body. Right. And it's funny. Cause like me coming from the therapy background, right. I was like, this all ends up in your body. Right. And you're like home oh, and I'm coming from the health, you know, like realm where I, I can see where the, the dis ease right in your mind can learn, like lead into all this disease in the body. And, and it's really cool that Ayurveda, it seems like 
has the words and the language and the space for integrating, right? Like the energetics and the thought, right? With what's going on in your body um, in a way that maybe our Western system doesn't. Like, do you feel, I don't know, like in terms of all of the knowledge that you've acquired, do you feel like really working with the energetics is a big, like really important in terms of healing your mind or body or spirit? Yeah, I think it's everything. I still currently practice as a registered nurse. And what I find the most is that my clients tell me that their practitioners or health practitioners, they don't listen. They don't listen to them and they don't look at them. How can you assess someone's health if you're not looking at the energetics of what they're saying and how they're showing up in your office? And there's a lot that's missed when you're not looking at the energetics of a situation because something on paper is easily solvable like a puzzle. But when it comes down to it, it's a big sphere of stuff. We are mm -hmm. holistic humans. And if you're not taking into account the other six layers of life, because physical is just one, there's seven. <laughs> We're only getting like, what is that? Like 10, 15% of the story. Mm. That is so deep and so wise. I'm that kind of blown so away. You kind of yeah. just made me speechless Wait, there. Now that we're here, what are the se <laughs> you, can you ramble off the seven layers? Oh, off yes. Your... Okay, let's see if I can remember them. <laughs> if you miss um, one or two, that's fine. I think okay. I got this. I think I got I actually introduced to the seven layers before. So I don't think I have either because I know okay. like a very simple okay. yoga, but I, I cannot wait to hear. Okay, so there's mental, emotional, physical, spiritual causal, astral, and um, I think I might be missing one, but we got at least six of them. Did I say physical? I don't know if mm -hmm. I said physical. Mental, emotional, physical, astral. I, I was trying to causal. write it down. Causal. Mental, emotional, physical, astral, causal, emotional, spiritual. Yeah, so I got seven. I'm like, they're about the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> the light of God. <laughs> He's always popping in to remind us on this podcast to not forget him. Yeah, and that's one of the things like main in my practice is that I, I try to get people to see that if you nourish the spiritual level of life, which you can nourish from all seven levels, nourish the spiritual level of life, it's going to fulfill whatever it whatever it is you're trying to achieve it's going to it's going to get there for you even if you don't feel it working so like quantum leaping really has to do with connecting to our soul and our spiritual self yeah oh is that kind of like what you're doing when you're talking about like the quantum dream weaving aspect of everything like what how do we unlock that because that sounds so like juicy okay so the quantum dream weaving is really about you becoming the quantum dream weaver of your life. Because when this, when this name for this, for my company came to me, I, I had, I had an epiphany after like having a lot of good sleep and this name just popped into my head after, um, I think it came to me in a dream. Honestly, I woke up and I was like, this is, this has to be quantum dream weaving and I started to realize that it was like all of these little tiny things that I was doing that one day I was waking up and like getting exactly what I wanted and I didn't have to like try. 
Like, of course, taking care of yourself, you have to try and that's work, right? But like, it feels good. And when you get into a nice little like routine of just doing things that take care of your body and your mind, it, it allows you to shift your energy to a place that just you start attracting what you want. You have no idea how it's showing up. You're just like, oh my God, like you're getting this text, like you're getting the money that you needed. Like you got a speeding ticket and you go to do a session and the person pays you way more than you thought you were going to do because it was that good. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, <laughs> Something tells me that's a real life example. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm delicious like because she drives fast. <laughs> I am a fast driver. <laughs> See, well, this is so interesting, Alicia, because I think this is like, again, I think you and I have so much in common. And it's so funny that I will take credit for linking Alicia and Aaron together, who are, who became fast friends, too, um, through some of self-care consulting's programming. Yeah, but me and Alicia are connected, I think, on some quantum level. We all have known each other for a few lifetimes or something. Strange. It's crazy. Because <laughs> we've been in each other's dreams. Like, we didn't even know each other. And we're like in each other's dreams. So it's, in- it's interesting. It's There's crazy. literally quantum dream weaving happening. <laughs> Together, yeah. Together. Like, you text me that I'm in your dreams. I have like random people that I've actually never met, have only conversed with on the internet a couple times that will message me and be like, you were in my dream last night. Like you were just standing in a forest, like looking. And I'm like, what? Okay, that's like interesting. So yeah, when you shift your energy, like you just pop up in people's radars and then they seek you out for what you want to offer. Wow. Well, and it's an amazing way to do business, too. What a great way to get clients. <laughs> right? I was in your dream last night. I, in dream. Dream. I mean, we all um, need to learn this so we can start well, being Well, this dreams. is so interesting, though, because I do think, like, Alicia, even in terms of, like, the seven layers, right? It's like, you know, I think a lot of us are really aware maybe of the the mental, emotional, and physical, right? Which are maybe a bit more grounded, but that's only three out of the seven. And the rest are very much like out here in the ether, the spiritual, like obviously it all comes together, but it's so interesting. Like I think traditionally, and maybe this is speaking more to like American, current American culture is often to, I mean, I guess there there's pockets of the culture that are very much into praying and that kind of gets into like the, the metaphysics of all this kind of stuff. But I, I I think when we have like a physical ailment or a mental ailment, we don't think to like clear the, the negative emotional blocks, right? Like we think it's all in here. We think it's our fault. And we like, it's this whole thing, right? Where we can get like, I think almost stuck in 3D, if that makes it like bogged down. And I think it's really cool even like, when I've been on the table with you doing um, like Reiki and various things where I can feel I like at the end, I always feel it's hard to describe, but I feel 20 to 30 pounds lighter, but it's an energetic lightness where I'm like, I feel like my feet could lift off the ground a little bit and you don't even realize how much weight is there until someone helps you remove it. It's wild. And and that's why I always tell people with like Reiki and things like that. It's really hard to describe it until you experience it. And so I always encourage everybody to try it out. Cause I'm like, once you, you feel this energetic shift, it's hard to describe. And, the, and it does seem like then you can accept things into your life easier and you can think clearer and you can move clearer. Like all of these things kind of all work in tandem. Well, and you know what that is, Allison, that you're feeling like you laying on the table and working with me is you're believing in your body's ability to heal itself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's belief. That's mm-hmm. the spiritual aspect is believing that our bodies are capable of doing what they're supposed to do. 
regenerate and heal. And that's self-referral healing. And so what I talked about before, like listening to my body and realizing that my career path was not going to be right for me because my body told me so. Like that's self-referral healing. One example. And then another example is when you're laying on the table, like I am a conduit for the healing, a conduit for the wisdom and the knowledge and the earth energy and the universal life force energy. But what's really amazing is that I can't really take like a whole lot of credit for what your body's doing on its own. Yes, you can't. Hold on. I'm going to interrupt you really quick because I think this is, I, I feel so strongly about healing happening in community, like truly. And actually, and I'm going to even rope Aaron into this in terms of marketing. Like I feel like my my business has figured out who it is, right? And what it is and what it's here for with like her love and care and safety making, right? And like that trust, like I do feel like that's this energy, right? That bounces back and forth and it, it, it like makes whatever your energy, like it makes it grow. But cause my experience, I think being, again, being on the table with Alicia is that there is this level of like, because you're there facilitating a level of trust and relaxation that I get into that I do not get into on my own. Um, and, and I think there is that, that full release of, or any pockets of energy that my body is clenching and holding onto. And you are doing hands-on and you are doing little adjustments. Like you are letting, you're feeling where the energy is and you're making even physical adjustments, at least with craniosacral, that's actually allowing things to flow. So you're a huge part of it. And even though it's like the body is the one that's actually clearing and cleansing and doing all this. I do think there is something of like the teamwork together and the co-creation together that gets like so much deeper than I would have ever. If I went and laid on a table for an hour, it wouldn't, that wouldn't happen the way that it would when you're there. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think it's a lot easier to set an intention as well. Like I feel like you, for me, I feel safer setting a huge intention when I'm setting it with somebody else or Mm -hmm. within a group. Because again, coming back to the energetic vibe that you're putting off into the world, if you're choosing a group to, you know, grow and impact or up level your vibe, then you're going to be feeling that bounce back from them too. In fact, there's been scientific studies that have said like just a, just a person in a room with another person, no hands on sitting in the corner with an intention of that person healing that person experienced better outcomes than the person next door who had someone in the room sitting there thinking like not helpful thoughts. Cause they've done studies on this and I wrote a whole paper about it and it's so interesting. We want to read it. Send it. <laughs> I'll send it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I just, it's so interesting. The three of us have all talked about kind of, it's, it's interesting in, in this day and age where I think we're realizing that we need so much more than maybe what some of our, again, like traditional Western society is. And it's so funny because some of this stuff in terms of Ayurveda um, or Marma or Craniosacral, like a lot of this stuff feels brand new to us, even though it's like thousands upon thousands of years old. It's like this ancient, beautiful, like rich tradition. And I think it's so interesting. We we all had a conversation earlier this year about intentionally trying to drop this, this label woo-woo because, you know, it's because some people yeah. just stop at this kind of stuff. Like they, they'll look at some of this and be like, I don't know what that is. And therefore I'm going to label it witchcraft or like some kind of, I don't know what it is and I don't understand how it functions. And therefore I'm just going to assume that it's wrong. Right. And until you go and experience it and have an open mindedness to it. And I think we just, I think we're at this, this 
kind of um, point in, in society too, where things are shifting the way that we consume information, what information's available to us, like all this kind of stuff. I feel like there's this explosion of consciousness and like the self-healing realization that we're all having. And I think it's just so cool that you're like at the forefront, you know, one of the healers that's like, let me bring this to people and let them know what's possible. Like, I just, I think it's really cool. Like, have you had really like some really amazing experiences with, with clients who've achieved results with you that they haven't with other people doing some of this energetic work? Yeah. I've had a lot of people say that they feel a lot safer with me compared to other people that they've seen. Um, I don't want to get into like the wrongdoings of other practitioners. Um, but I think, I think the main thing is that I, I give people just a lot of space to feel whatever they feel. And even people that aren't familiar with the sort of work that come and see me, they get off the table and they say, amazing things. Like I had a guy get off the table the other day that says, said my throat, my throat is completely open. Like he, he could feel the energetic openness. And like beforehand we had talked that was like what he was trying to work out was like speaking his truth. And then we do this work on the table and he gets up. He's like, he's like, first of all, he's like the carpet's moving. (laughs) He's like, have you ever done magic mushrooms? I'm like, (laughs) Yeah, but why? <laughs> but why is like the carpet's moving? I'm like, okay, this is interesting. So it it really does, it it really does bring you to a place where your your neuroplasticity is increased when you get off the table. Like you're more moldable and malleable, and you're more open, and you're more able to take in information from a restful point like you have that restful activity and then you have the active rest um so when you're going out in the world you're not feeling like hyper vigilant or overwhelmed because a lot of people i work with are highly sensitive you guys are highly sensitive so you know what i mean so it's very important for us to feel safe in our bodies so that we can take in the sensory stimulus and not get overloaded by it Mm -hmm. yeah that totally makes sense I'm curious also, um, do people need to see you in person to get results or can they experience some of this virtually as well? We can definitely do it virtually. First of all, one of my things to do is to teach people how to do this on their themselves. In fact, that was the number one reason I started my practice was because I wanted to teach people how to do this themselves. Because what I tell people is that like, you're going to come see me once every week or once every two weeks for three, six, nine, 12 months, whatever. And then what are you doing the rest of the time? So in order to keep this momentum going and the work that you do with me, you literally, I don't want to call it homework, but it kind of is like homework (laughs) that I give people to help integrate this stuff. And it's really fun and it's really easy and it's really light. And it's like a lot of somatic work, a lot of breath work, a lot of self-touch. And um, the other thing I do is I can send Reiki virtually. So I do distance Reiki sessions and distance coaching sessions. And yeah, everything can be done online. That's amazing. That's really (laughs) cool. I mean, it makes sense because energy is energy, right? So if we believe in that, if we know about when we know that exists, um, we should be able to harness it no matter where we are in kind of the universe, whether it's in person or or virtually. So that's really beautiful that you offer that. I'm sure it was such a huge benefit as well, just like even with COVID situations and 
with people moving around, that's a huge comfort level to feel empowered to know that you don't have to give up that connection regardless of, of where you are. I'm curious, can we do a little, can you teach us a little bit of like what the homework would be like? Okay, sure. So let's see. So one of the first things that I actually teach people is to rub their hands together. Okay. Just feel everyone. If you are listening, you want to jump off and watch us on YouTube. Yes, we don't do it. Everyone together. <laughs> so just rubbing the hands together and just noticing the friction there and the change and what's happening in your body. So like before you started rubbing, you probably didn't feel any of the sensations that you're feeling now. Okay. And then just go ahead and like stop rubbing and then like hold your hands apart palms facing each other like what do you feel can you bring a little closer rub rub together again and then bring them pretty close at first yeah it feels like you're holding on to something like it feels like there's like current there yeah that's your energy that's cool so you can kind of play with it like it's a ball like it's a ball of your energy that you just created and just kind of like feeling around it and then you can actually like expand your hands And like, see, like, how far can you continue to feel that ball of energy? When I did this with my Reiki master, the first time I'm like, I could get him like this far apart and still feel it. But like, I don't know, I can feel it like feels a little out here, like to get to here, like it feels a little bit off. So I I think I'm here right now. Okay. okay. I I always feel the most too when I like kind of like start to squeeze it. I'm like, oh, like you can feel it like like a magnet opposing. That's how you can see me like kind of going back in and yeah. Um, that's one of the first things I teach people because people like it was easy to feel your energy when we did that. It was Mm -hmm. easy to feel what you can't see. Yeah, it was palpable. I mean, you could really it really felt like you were holding on to something. Yeah, yeah, and the other like. So yeah, and I always teach people with rubbing the hands together and then practicing self-reiki. And typically, a really grounding practice is to just put your hands on your legs after you rub your hands together and just kind of feel the sensations that your hands feel against your legs and how your legs feel against your palms of your hands. And just noticing what's happening in your body. So it's not a complicated practice. It's a really simple thing that I think a lot of people want something more to be going on. But it's really, even when I'm teaching marmotherapy, I'm like, okay. Say, for example, like one of the one of the main points to do is this on the thymus gland. Mm-hmm. So the thymus gland stimulates your immune system. So you can tap, can tap on it. And this is like really similar, like the EFT tapping method. Like marmotherapy is onto this way before. So everyone listening, the thymus gland is kind of like on your sternum. So like right where if you're wearing an, I'm wearing a necklace now, but right if you're wearing a necklace, it's like kind of right where it would hit. Yeah. So your sternal notch, right, right in the middle of your chest. And then just like kind of like right below that is your thymus. And you can like rub here. You can like tap here, 
It's a really soothing, calming practice if you're having anxiety or elevated emotions. If you're feeling like you're going to get a cold, I recommend doing this like tapping or like rubbing or like even like that. It doesn't really matter. Just like stimulating it. Um, Dr. Ladd says, wake up, honey, wake up, honey. <laughs> really cute. Actually, so I feel cute. a little bit more energetic now that we just did that. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. we're trying to also like work on our throat. So like a lot of the, for example, a lot of the work that, um, I'm currently doing is like continuing to expand my voice. So if I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, I need to post on social media, but I'm having a day where I'm like not feeling my voice. It just feels so blocked. What can we do to try and awaken and open that up a little bit? Okay. So what I would probably do is start to assess what's going on in your throat area. Like, how does it feel? Like first and foremost, even before you put your hands on your body, I know I was just doing that, but like, just kind of like, okay, like, what do I feel in my throat? And like, you're probably going to say like, you feel a lump or you feel closed off or like, Mm -hmm. so opening that up with like a little bit of Reiki and warmth. And then there's some energy points on the throat. So I can't remember what these are called. So. But this right here, like right above your Adam's apple, like yeah. surprisingly, not a lot of pressure. You don't need a lot of pressure there because it's right above <laughs> apple. But just keeping your finger there with like a slight amount of pressure for like 60 to 90 seconds, mindfully, maybe even chanting like a certain mantra in your head. Like if you like something like, or even you could even say ohm, you could ohm out loud with your finger here. Mm-hmm. You could, you could do a mudra, you could do the chin mudra and put your, put your hand there. Um, but generally because it's your throat and it's small, you could just use one finger. And, um, I actually find that that opens up my throat a lot. Um, the mm-hmm. other one is right above your clavicle, like kind of like right in that little notch, a little hollow area, kind of like right above yeah. Oh, right above it. Okay. So like, yeah, right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's another one. There's two on the side of your neck that yeah, you could do really tight for me. Yeah. Constantly have knots here. So and I- then last to finish it off, I would say like, okay, so on your shoulder, like right here, this is, Skanda Marma, I do remember that one. Like you know how you get all that tension. Yeah, right, I have there. It right there, right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel so it. on your on the pressure points, go ahead and like cross your arms, and then like apply pressure. And so the other thing with Marma is it works on the inhale and the exhale. So on the inhale, you release pressure. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, on the <laughs> on the exhale you increase pressure and on the inhale you release pressure. So <laughs> working with those two marma points can really help loosen up the neck and you can even incorporate like stretching and moving the neck left to right and then like looking up and looking down. <sighs> 
Maybe letting out like a big sigh. <laughs> that is always a really great one to open up. Yeah, the knot for sure. is still there, but it's less. So I think if I would work on it longer, it'd probably go away. Yeah, yeah. And I think too, like when you're doing the energy points, like you're gonna feel relief immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will be a progressive relief that will it will integrate into your day. Like as you're doing things later on, maybe you might notice that you're not having the tension as much because you've already helped release some of the emotional buildup that's there in the tissues. Because that's what marmotherapy is really working on. Like, our emotions become crystallized in our bodies. That thing we can't see, that. That, thing, that thing we can only feel, like, that feeling yeah. is going to get stuck in your body if you do not give it a way to be processed, integrated, and released, and transmuted, really, um, into wisdom for yourself. And marmotherapy really helps you do that because, well, number one, it decreases your physical pain, which allows you to not be thinking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and number two, it works on levels that we are not even seeing that we might be experiencing later on. Yeah, I feel so much a loser. Like, I feel like my whole chest has just been open. I feel like I do feel like I released some weight. Like, I feel lighter just from this small little exercise we did. I yeah, because like, like, how well, often do you feel like? I'm so happy you feel better. That's like amazing. <laughs> so I was going to get a full on healing today. I was just prepared. Listen, to we're going to heal everybody watching. This is amazing. <laughs> well, this is so interesting because, like, Alicia, you had mentioned something too about even like when you're working on people in terms of the belief that it's working, making it work. And this is something I think about all the time in terms of like people who are maybe skeptics of various like holistic practices, which, you know what, like, listen, everyone's on their own journey. They probably have like reasons, right? Or fear or whatever, right? Or lack of knowledge at times, right? That can kind of manifest as like, I I don't want anything to do with this, at least in my world. I feel like I, I encounter quite a few of those people. And it's interesting because I always bring up you know, there's like lots of studies that show that the placebo effect is real and powerful and sometimes more powerful than medication. So that's really interesting. And from a spiritual perspective, like to me, that makes so much sense in terms of where we're sending our mind or even like, I have the intention to loosen here and I'm putting my finger here to feel it. Right. And I have the intention and like, and working with, you know, the physicality of the pressure, but it's like, if attention is just consciousness, truly, which is different than like, thinking or mind right it's like like true consciousness energy like that's what we all have isn't that like divine like life source right i mean if we really get into it are we just putting divine life source energy like right there to where it hurts yeah with the way that we're you know like intentionally like what we're we're intentionally where we're putting our mindset and what we're saying i'm releasing this now. i've already decided i'm releasing this now like i think that's the beauty of, of working with a healer and and like putting your like commitment behind working on this stuff with someone, right? Don't you think? Because it's like we're doing the, like we're doing the work. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna. <let> it go. <laughs> well, and I've been trying to get this knot just. I've been trying to get this knot out like for the whole day because I woke up with it, and it keeps coming back. So mm. something I need to work on, regardless. But it hasn't been releasing, and it just is starting to release now. Like, it feels a little bit looser. Like, I really have been trying to get this out with just rubbing it, like, without the energy piece. So this is a really cool, like, real-time reminder of, like, that physical and also, like, metaphysical 
combined, how powerful that can be. I mean, we just had a real A-B test right here. <laughs> right? Real-time I'm, your, I'm your little lab experiment. <laughs> There, there is literally studies that show that if a person is aware of the reason they're getting a medication, there's more medication in that person's bloodstream. So mm. if, if wow. you think that what you think doesn't affect your body, like, it's wrong. It does. 100% yeah. of the time, it, it, it affects your body. And it's even affecting what you're putting into your body and how well it will work. And so... Do I believe this is a factor in holistic healing? 100% yes. If you have someone who's doing the holistic healing, but they also think it's never going to work, it's not going to be as successful for someone as the who believes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Well, don't you think it comes down to like consent too? Like, cause if you're, if you're putting up a wall of belief, it's like, because you don't feel safe, right. Or there's some, something about it. Right. And sometimes that wall comes down as you kind of like dip your toe in the water. Um, but it's so interesting that you're mentioning even the study with the medication of like, I, I think about that too, all the time of, of the consenting to the healing process. Cause it's so funny. I've, I've had enough Reiki at this point that every time I lay down, I'm like, I literally give consent, right. For this person to have access to every, every like inch of my energetics. Right. Which is like a very vulnerable thing to do by the way. Right. Like if you have any, you know, like, um, trauma from other people, right. People you trusted or anything like that, like to do that, that act alone, I think is like a really brave symbolic thing of even breaking maybe other patterns if you tend to hide from others to be like I am exposed I mean I think there's just so many levels to this it's really interesting and it's so funny you're bringing this up because I as I've intuitively worked with various people like who've had to go in for surgery or that kind of thing like if they know they're going to do it a lot of times we get into this like having them go into surgery in a peaceful mindset rather than a fearful one and and consenting the surgeons to do to cut them open right this is a a a trauma that's going to happen and if i energetically consent to this and be like they're i'm going to work with them to heal me right and like and i bless their hands and all this i mean i think there's just so much power to this that like on this metaphysical level right like aids in our healing you know and and again if people aren't really steeped in this world they might be like what in the world are you talking about right but it's it is one of those things that i think it's just um, the magic of all of this is we do the studies and we see the outcomes and the outcomes are there. And we don't always know exactly how it works, but we know that it does. And I love how you, mess it, how you mentioned vulnerability being an aspect of this process, because I think we all know that if we want to heal, we've got to open ourselves up and being vulnerable in a really safe place with somebody that you trust is hands down one of the most healing experiences I've ever had. And with you, Allison, it was where it all started. When I started this Ayurveda journey and holistic healing, you were right there with me. And I, I know for a fact that if I wouldn't have found you, I don't know that I would be as far along as I am today. Um, because you get I do my work. <laughs> everyone needs, everyone needs delicious healing. You know, I mean, truly that's like, yeah, that's amazing to hear. I mean, in terms of, and it's so cool too, in terms of how much wisdom I think, especially women have, and especially if you've always been highly sensitive and drawn towards like healing stuff and heal yourself. I mean, it's just like the world deserves to have you. <laughs> 
at your fullest. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just like such a beautiful thing. And it's been really cool too to see your life like expand and grow and to see you just like literally glowing more and more every time I see you. I'm like, you're just a ray of sunshine. Aww. You know? Like once once the pain is managed and some of the the self-doubt, like all of these things that we all struggle with, right? It's like so interesting when you lift those things off, just like the beam of light that comes out of people. It's like stunning. So Yeah. And like nice I just you. sent you that thing this morning. It was like we aren't we aren't afraid of the darkness. Sometimes we're afraid of our own light. <laughs> and in mm -hmm. my journey, this was exactly it. I think a lot of people can relate to the fact that like we're we're scared of what might happen if we actually did the things we were supposed to do. I've heard that come out of mm -hmm. so many people's mouths. Yes. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I can still relate. I can still relate. But the curiosity aspect of it, it just makes us so fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anyone yeah. feeling like they might be drawn to this work, um, either to do it themselves or to work with you, what would be your advice to them? If they feel drawn to this work, I would say, I would say, well, I would love to have you reach out to me at Quantum Dream Weaving on Instagram. Um, you could send me an email at Gmail, Quantum Dream Weaving at Gmail. She um, wants to talk to you. <laughs> I definitely We're just got to get flooded. Watch out. You're going to get flooded now. So you open it up. <laughs> I definitely want to talk to you, but I definitely want you to find out what like what practices are resonating with you most and I would love for, to see you do some research on that because that's where we all started right I didn't just jump in and say I'm gonna go get some Reiki one day after hearing the word Reiki no I had a friend who told me about it and then I waited like two years to like make sure I you know had you know I mean and I think that's wise to just See what, see what you're getting yourself into, see what to expect and see what you naturally feel drawn to. Cause as you're looking this stuff up, you're going to be introduced into other things and what people have to say. And it's just a good way to start paving your own journey in this. Love it. Um, so I think we actually have a two part opportunity here. So um, I'm going to pause our conversation. Everyone, there's going to be a second episode with Alicia um, so hopefully you can check that out, but for now, this is where we're going to leave you. <laughs>